0: Join us from experts from all things weird, as well as the testimonies of people with stories of radical healing who were once told that perhaps their condition was a death sentence, that they would just need to live with it, or that drugs and invasive surgery were the only answer. Let's get into agreement that if there is something natural and non-invasive that could be helpful, that it could be your first option rather than your last resort. Are you tired of going from diet to diet to come up short and feel worse than you did when you started? Or are you just lost with all the mixed messaging out there today and not sure what's best for you and your lifestyle? Maybe you were told that you had to live with your symptoms and accept feeling less than your typical vibrant self. Well, I'm here to tell you the truth. As a practicing doctor of chiropractic, kinesiology, and clinical nutrition, I see people all the time that are just like you frustrated and starting to lose hope. But I do want you to know that you do not have to give up on the you that you know you could be. There is a way to truly achieve optimal health and also to live your life. I want to share with you how, by doing some small doable adjustments and taking on a new approach to enjoyable and non-restrictive eating, we can help you start feeling better and begin to see changes in your waistline and start releasing weight in as little as 14 days. Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Christy Harvell here. In today's episode of the Weird Ricks podcast, I'm actually going to tell you my own testimony. Today, I'll be sharing my success story overcoming a disease called endometriosis. And we're going to go over that because March is actually Endometriosis Awareness Month, And I thought how fitting to share my own success story with you guys in time for March because you might not be familiar with my bio, but my own journey with endometriosis is ultimately what led me to become a wellness doctor and do some of the additional techniques like nutrition and muscle testing and other modalities that we have in the practice now and how I help other women overcome endometriosis, as well as other hormone related conditions naturally. So I'm super passionate about women's health because of my own journey. And my hope always is that somebody's going to get this information and be able to, you know, find answers a lot sooner than it took me. And hopefully you don't have to go to chiropractic school and pre-medical and all these other, you know, 100 hour trainings here and there all over the country in order to find answers. Hopefully you can just soak up a lot of knowledge from me. And then there's other panelists that will be part of an awesome event that I'm going to share with you at the end of this podcast. So stay all the way to the end. Um, So my journey actually started, I was about 16 or 17 years old. So you're in, you know middle school going into high school and that's pretty common with endometriosis usually as women start having their menstrual cycles they start noticing pain discomfort abnormal menstrual cycles and so unfortunately there's this whole stigma from traditional medicine that those are just natural menstrual pains and so that's part of the reason why women don't get a diagnosis accurately and don't get answers for a long time So I'm going to kind of walk you through what I went through, because I think it's going to resonate with a lot of women who are kind of bouncing around from specialist to specialist right now, trying to get their own answers and advocate for themselves. So for me, I was 16 to 17 years old. Some women are younger, you know, even 13, 14. And I didn't know it was related to my menstrual cycle. Like I was having abdominal pain, but we didn't know where it was coming from. And so if you know anything about, you know, musculoskeletal pain, I am also a chiropractor. It's much easier when you have like localized structural pain, like a joint or a ligament or a tendon or a muscle. It's much easier to point and locate like, oh, it's exactly right here. Problem is when it's something internal, your visceral organs, it's more diffuse type pain, meaning that even though your pain might be on the right hand side, it actually could be coming from the left side or if you're having, you know, Frontal pain; it could be referring from the back and vice versa. So it's very hard to just say like, oh, it's pinpointed right here because the pain can kind of radiate out from its original source. And so because of that, we didn't really know who to go to. You know, you start with your primary care. Um, I didn't know what I knew back then. Now when my parents definitely didn't know anything about natural medicine, we trusted the physician. You know, they were the go-to person. Um, and so I had upper digestive studies. I had lower digestive studies. At one point, they thought it might be my kidneys, and I had ultrasounds, abdominal and pelvic ultrasounds. They did a specialized test called an IVP, where they put radioactive dye and look at the pattern of the kidneys. I swallowed barium, another radioactive material, to try to see how things were moving through my esophagus and digestive tract, and so all those tests just kept coming up negative, negative, negative. And finally, I was the one that realized through journaling and tracking my symptoms that perhaps it could be related to my monthly cycle. And so eventually that at least led us to the right doctor, the right specialty. We We saw an OBGYN, but I've got to say like even though we were kind of at least knocking on the right door at that point, that still was years of trying to go through trial and error and trying to also get a definitive diagnosis. And so, you know, they did the normal, like, if you think about the specialty, what do they do? I mean, birth control pills, hormone therapies, pain meds, different pain meds, more ultrasounds. And so This uh, endometriosis is called a diagnosis by exclusion. So if it's not other things, like there's no blockage, there's no cysts or fibroids, there's nothing like PCOS, they can't find anything else wrong, then it must be endometriosis. Endometriosis can't be imaged with traditional imaging because it's just small pieces of tissue, which is the endometrial lining supposed to be contained in the uterus. That's the part of the uterus that swells and sheds every month, hence our menstrual cycle. And so in endometriosis, they still don't really understand why, but you get something called retrograde flow. And what happens is this endometrial tissue that swells and bleeds every month gets outside of the uterus and starts to attach to other organs where it shouldn't be. And they've even found endometrial tissue now in people's eye or retina, in the brain, in all over the lungs, the you know chest cavity. And for me, it was attached all over the peritoneum, which is the lining of the abdomen. And so when it bleeds and swells, it creates more scar tissue and it takes up space where it shouldn't and it's extremely painful. And so some months I would be doubled over in pain. And so the doctors really didn't know what to do with me. They were seemingly knowledgeable about this endometriosis except one day after jumping through the hoops, because that's how insurance rolls, is that you have to have done the normal, had the ultrasounds, done the birth control pills, done the pain meds, etc., before they'll cover surgery. And so this is pretty scary, but the doctors were like, hey, we can't figure out what's going on with you, so maybe we should do exploratory surgery, is what they told me and my mom, who went to all my appointments with me. And Open you up and look around and see if we can figure out what's going on. And we are like, again, didn't know all the things we know today, wanted to have an answer. So we're like, I guess if that's what you recommend, like put our wholehearted trust in that. And so at least that did get me a diagnosis. It was confirmed that I had endometriosis. And there are different grades. I didn't, they didn't have grades when I was diagnosed. So I don't really know, but I'm sure it's one of the higher grades because. I had three dimensional lesions, sometimes they're just flat, sometimes they're more tissue colored, sometimes they're brown or red, mine are three dimensional. And they also had created a hernia in that peritoneum, which was the lining I was describing. And that was a source of more pain and scar tissue. So they actually had to repair that. And then they found the endometriosis on my bladder, on my ureters, on my colon, and even like back behind my sacrum on the ligament. So it was all over the place. And so the surgery is, I mean, they just laser remove them. But what we know is that these, once they remove them, the very surgical procedure that removes the lesions actually causes more scar tissue in its place. So that wasn't really a great long-term solution for me. It kind of just bought me time. And I usually ended up on this kind of cycle of first, my first surgery was in um, high school. And then I had to have another surgery two years later. So now fast forward, I'm in my pre-medical studies in undergrad school and Then my third surgery was when I was in chiropractic school. So all the while I kept trying to persist and pursue my degree in medicine, but it actually now I say a blessing in disguise because I had to take a year off of my undergraduate pre-medical studies. And so that was really like, I'm a go-getter. I'm not a quitter. I love school. I'm very ambitious. And so for me to have to put a halt on what I was passionate about and pursuing my studies to become a doctor, and then having the very medicine that I was, that was trying to help me fail me personally, really had me do a little bit of a, well, a big, a lot of a um, mental shift and really question like, is this the best that medicine has to offer not only me, but other women going through this? And I will also say that when you say you're going to become a medical doctor, people tend to start to tell you their own like horror stories, and I'm like, oh my gosh, do I really even want to get in this field? And so it wasn't just, you know, that there was a problem with the field. It just got me questioning like, is there something more? Um what is health? How do we restore it? And how do we get to the root of the problem? Like these were things that I was already starting to think of because of my own journey. And so with the surgeries and hormone replacement therapy and having this come back every two years, I remember talking to my doctor at the time and saying like, is this all you have for me? Like this, am I gonna do this every two years? And what I didn't mention is that after the surgeries, they suggested that I take um, Lupron injections, which actually forced me chemically into menopause. So I've already been through menopause twice. And they said that that would give me the best opportunity between removing the lesions through surgery and then following the surgery with these Lupron injections to put me through menopause so that my body wasn't producing more lesions would give me the best amount of time. But even that only bought me two years after every single surgery. Americans spend $33 billion every single year on diets and weight loss products and yet diets have a 95% failure rate. These statistics and my 18 plus years experience as a practicing doctor show me the real dangers of a cookie cutter approach to health and that truthfully diets don't work. This is why I created the 9010 Lifestyle, for the people like you and me, busy, and not willing to settle for less when it comes to our health and wellness. This program isn't just about feeling fantastic and or losing weight for good, it's a roadmap to upgrading your body and mind from the inside out, while simultaneously suppressing the inflammation and suppressing the guilt that often comes with a high stress, high expectations, and high performance. The number one reason the 90 10 lifestyle is so effective and easy to maintain is that it gives you back your willpower instead of forcing it while i was on a medical hiatus trying to go through menopause when most people are going through college and having hot flashes and mood swings and not to mention it actually puts your ovaries into overdrive before it shuts them down and so during that time you're in even worse pain than the original pain that you're in from the endometriosis itself. It's kind of like an inhumane treatment in any way, because it just makes it worse before it makes it better. And it's very temporary. And so I started researching this condition while I was too sick to be in pre-medical studies. And I found all these other cool things out there that I didn't even really know because of my upbringing, because of lack of alternative choices in the small hometown that I grew up in and just because it had never been presented to me before but there was this whole other world of medicine called complementary and alternative medicine was the term back then cam and I found things like nutrition and herbalism and diet and even theories about the root of endometriosis and how it could be tied to possible toxins because this wasn't a family history thing. I did have an aunt who had uh, some female issues and she had had a hysterectomy, but she wasn't diagnosed with endometriosis. So this wasn't a genetic thing. And so it was just like super weird. Like we were just kind of scratching our heads about it. And so through that whole one year hiatus, I actually never went back to pre-medical studies. I enrolled in New York Chiropractic College that happened to be like seven miles down the road from where I grew up in the Finger Lakes in upstate New York. And that's where I really started not only to build a path for myself and heal my body through what I was learning in my studies, but also form my future you know, mentality about medicine. And so the chiropractic philosophy taught me that the body heals itself, it heals from the inside out, and that there is no one size fits all like magic cure for everybody, right? And that was so true with what we were finding out about the research about endometriosis was that it's not necessarily genetic. Everybody's environment and upbringing could be different. Women, um, it didn't matter what age they started menstruating, whether they got this or not. And so you had to start looking at what the woman, each individual was exposed to. And as I proceeded with my studies, what we found out is endometriosis isn't just a hormone, a female health issue or an endometrial uterine condition. It's actually a systemic condition caused by widespread inflammation in the body. And so what I love about the medicine that I practice, but it's perhaps a little frustrating for other people that are coming from only the traditional mindset is that anything can cause anything. And so what I mean by that is, it doesn't matter what the name of the condition is, in this case, in my case, endometriosis. But endometriosis, like many chronic diseases, there's many factors that can cause it. And so what we're finding is like, if there was a diet that you were eating that was high in, you know, maybe toxins or inflammatory chemicals, absolutely things that mimic hormones, if you're not eating, if you're eating animal products and they're not organic, those things can mess up your hormones and your body. Definitely that there's um, metalloestrogens and phytoestrogens in our environment that can throw off our hormone balance. And then we even found that you can have widespread um, dormant infections like viruses or bacteria or even yeast, fungus, mold, and parasites. And so each woman's treatment is completely different because any combination of those factors can cause this widespread systemic condition and then start to create a cascade of hormone imbalance. And so that was really what it was for me. That was, you know, part of my upbringing that was different for me and how my body developed and reacted compared to other women my age. So again, like the advice I was given was just outdated. And I honestly haven't heard from the women that I'm talking to leading up to this endometriosis awareness event um, and other patients that I've treated over my 20 years in my, you know, chiropractic and nutrition, um, history is that they still don't really give really great advice. They haven't really updated the information or understanding of this condition and women aren't getting answers any faster than when I was a young girl. And so like back then I was told like, okay, isn't this just totally the medical thing too? Like if it's not working, it out. I was told to have a hysterectomy, a complete hysterectomy, followed by hormone replacement there because my body wouldn't have ovaries to produce enough progesterone and estrogen for a woman my age. And then I was told to just freeze my eggs so that later in life, if I decided to have children, that I could just do that. And I was like, I'm a teenager in high school. Like, I didn't even have a boyfriend at that time. I'm looking at my mother like, I think she's going to kill the doctor for even suggesting these types of things. I'm like, I'm just not ready to make these kinds of long-term decisions. Like I just wanted to go get my medical degree and pursue my career. It wasn't really ready to make decisions about whether or not I wanted to make decisions on if I could have a family or not. And so they didn't know the cause of it. And I couldn't really go anywhere for answers. So like many women that I'm talking to is that we have to become our own advocate. And I'm cool with that because there is so much information nowadays that there wasn't, you know, that we didn't have access to. But I also know from my own history with patients is that DIYing your health isn't always the right answer either. And I know that as women, you have to become your own advocate But you also need a guide like you have to connect with somebody that can lead you because it's very confusing like even myself as a doctor it's hard to treat myself because then you become a know it all. You know you're like oh I or if you like highly suspected something it's hard to not continue to go down that rabbit hole and pursue like prove yourself right kind of a thing and so. I'm finding that women are trying to DIY their health and join these support groups and that's totally great. Like you have to find a like-minded community of women, but I find that it kind of leads people astray and it takes them longer to find answers and get to the root cause and like fix the condition for once and for all when they're just trying to do it themselves or look up a pill for a problem and that kind of thing and so i just forewarn women i love supplements i love the field of nutrition i love there's really great herbals and information out there but you have to be careful because it's very easy to start to apply like pill for a problem or you know remedy for a symptom and you can do that in natural medicine, the same as medicine does it with a prescription. So while our pills are more natural and safer, it still can, can lead you astray and take longer to get a long-term solution. So fast forward to, you know, after I graduate from chiropractic school and start my own practice all the while, while I'm learning, I'm healing my own body. And so I'm feeling better. I'm off of the birth control pills, haven't taken pain killers in forever. But I will tell you that after everything I went through with the birth control pills and the Lupron therapies and chemically induced menopause twice, it literally took me a decade of my adult life to fully detox the effects of those remedies out of my body and for my own hormone and menstrual cycle to to stabilize. So again, against the DIY thing, you really need a guide and somebody who's been through this and fully understands what you're going through and how to lead you and take it like a what's step one, what's the next layer, the next layer, and the next layer after that, um, and check the effectiveness of the remedies that you're having as well. And so, you know, something that we do in our practice as well is called preconception planning. And so that's what it's about is getting your body in as best natural balance as you possibly can to enable your body to have a healthy and, you know, to see a baby like full term. And so preconception planning is definitely something that's unique and different for each woman, depending on what their nutritional foundation is, what kind of chronic systemic inflammation they're having, and matching you with the right right proper, you know, detox remedies and nutritional solutions as well. And also a guide to tell you when your body can safely start to attempt pregnancy. So this is great because it's something our ancestors actually did like decades ago. So they would give the women who were of childbearing years, they got all the best nutrition, all the organ meats of the animal were reserved for the women because they needed the highest amount of nutrition in order to, you know, preconception plan to make sure their bodies had the best um, chances to sustain a healthy pregnancy and give birth to a full term healthy baby. And so we don't really think about that anymore. And also back in our ancestors days, they would take three years off in between each pregnancy. And that's something that women don't really do anymore. I think everybody has their own little idea and formula of like, you know, they want their kids to be, you know, they want two boys and one girl and they want them all to be like 18 months to 24 months apart from each other. And they want to start conceiving at this age and be done by such and such an age. (laughs) Okay, it doesn't work like that. And some women can very easily have one pregnancy after another, and another really would be struggling. And so in our practice, like almost 90% of all the women that we see are in some state of adrenal fatigue. And definitely women who have had children have to repair their adrenals, if not the rest of their endocrine system, in order to have a healthy pregnancy. And then it's awesome because once we get the mama ready and treat her and support her all the way through pregnancy, the children are born, the babies are just peaceful and beautiful and healthy. And, you know, they're hitting their developmental mile markers, and they're not having the normal, what's considered normal childhood illnesses. They're not utilizing reflux medication and not having to go on antibiotics all the time for ear infections and just they sleep and they're just beautiful little fun human beings instead of you know colic and a lot of the things that can disrupt that normal little like family element when kids are born and they don't have this healthy thriving environment so i just tell the mamas like if your child isn't sleeping they're colicky they're hard to soothe there's a reason and it's usually a health-related condition and so you know, again, those are things that we can chat about if anybody wants to follow up with me either on preconception planning, on detoxing from the effects of hormone replacement therapy or birth control pills. Um, Definitely reach out to me if you have questions about, you know, how do you know if your body is ready to start the um, preconception therapies and or start to try to conceive. Um, We can chat about all of those things, more one-on-one, of course. Um, and so March is Endometriosis Awareness Month, as I mentioned, and so there in Jacksonville and virtually, there is um, an event called Shed Light on Endo, and it's between February 28th and March 1st, so I'm going to have you guys go on um, social media. And look up below the belt. And I'll put the link in the show notes so you guys can register, and get all the details as well. There's different events between February 28th and March 1st. And we're showing below the belt. It's um it's a film on endometriosis to raise awareness and try to help, you know, bring a voice to this silent disease and offer women encouragement and the confidence to advocate for themselves and bring needed changes to our healthcare and and employment systems because employers have to understand what women are going through when they're struggling with this condition. Um, It also brings to light the community impact of the school nurse initiative. It's heading in the right direction for health justice. So again, put the link in the show notes and in the show notes in our bios and et cetera. And we just encourage you to see us. There's gonna be an awesome panelist. Um, I'm on there, of course. And then even like traditional medicine, there's some um women who have created natural cosmetic lines, just a really encouraging panel. Um, I'm honored to be part of it. And um, we will be lighting up different areas. The bridge is going to be lit up yellow. Yellow is the color of endometriosis awareness. Health by Design will be lit up yellow. Mayo Clinic even is going to do the illumination. And so we just want everybody to um, support this and be knowledgeable and know that if you are struggling with an undiagnosed pelvic or abdominal pain condition, this is a possible thing. For you. So, um, like I said, reach out to me. Your health and how you feel on a daily basis directly impact your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. We will help you reprogram your way of thinking and be on a plan that works for your body instead of against it. It is time to rewrite the false belief that health abnormalities are normal and that it just is what it is. You do not have to live with feeling less than 100%. We invite you to take a serious look at how you feel on a day-to-day basis. Is what you're doing working? Do you want to learn how to live a more holistic life that's still enjoyable and fun? The 9010 lifestyle can be the bridge from subpar results to the vibrant and abundant lifestyle that you've been looking for. So click the link by this video so you can get started today. We truly, truly know that this program can change your life. We'll see you on the inside.